Good afternoon, Taylor. Good afternoon, Dad. How are you? I am just great. Haven't seen you in forever. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) you think you live with me, Dad? I do. I do. Some say that's unfortunate. Some? Some? (laughs) Who says that? Some of my friends. Okay, well, if they say that, then they're not my friends. That's true, but you think they're your friends. Ooh, it gets deeper in here, doesn't it? Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Roger and Taylor show. <laughs> to Woods and Water, South Carolina, I hope you're having a great day. A uh, little bit warm out there. That's okay. It, it gets, this is that fall fluctuation where you go tease you with winter and back to fall or back to late summer. What was it? It was, it was Wednesday when I was at school. I was talking to my friends and I said, now why is it so hot out here. It was cold this morning. And he said, you know what? Welcome to South Carolina, where the weather is bipolar and so are the people. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that, yeah, that's yeah. Pretty, that's pretty, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty good. Uh, I don't know what to say after that. I'm trying to think, where, where was I going with that? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I want to thank everybody for tuning in. <laughs> Constantly amazed how many people listen, and we appreciate it. Uh, we do. It's uh, humbling. It, it really is. Hope too. we hope we do a good job with this show, and hope we, you enjoy it. Um, it's been a little strange year. Granted, haven't done the giveaways that we normally do. Going to try to do those closer to Christmas. Going to have Christmas again. Maybe depending on how things work with the radio station, we get back in the studio. We can get back live on a Saturday. So um, well, we're we're hopeful. We're hopeful. We are. But yeah, it's. Uh, hope you're having a great weekend. Um, gosh, fall is here. Leaves are turning rapidly. Acorns are dropping too. Rapidly. Man, I tell you. And the thing, only thing that's not happened rapidly is me spending time in the woods. <laughs> that is not happening very much at all. Me neither. It's not but, a good thing. But we're we're having some promising signs for the season. Like so we what? Keep our head up. Some scrapes and the two does we saw, or I saw. <laughs> okay, I've seen does. I've seen bucks. Yeah, but we have deer. Oh yeah, we have deer. We see their tracks. <laughs> I saw. I saw two. I uh, behind. They're running well, from me. <laughs> the last time I was in the woods, I saw three coyotes. Yeah, it was a little now, problem. There's a problem. Yep. Uh, I, uh, I did take a shot at one. Two hundred and forty yards. Really? Uh, That coyote I shot at was in the same place I killed one at two twenty-five. I was just sitting in a just a little bit different spot this time around. Hmm. Um, Big one and two younger ones. I assume a mom and two pups. Of course, the pups are you know they were born in March, Hmm. so they're they're pretty big now. I mean they're you know dog size or whatever. But I you know I always I. I don't shoot things just to shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, I was brought up, you eat what you shoot, or you get your gun taken away from you. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't just go around shooting things. So I always have a little internal conflict. Have a beautiful gray fox in Chester at the farm. Have a beautiful gray fox. And he's one of the worst things for quail. Mm, that's true. <laughs> he's a ground predator. He's a nest robber. Yeah. I saw a, I saw a, a raccoon. The other day, thought it was a deer. <laughs> hey, look, a raccoon's walking through dry leaves, 
is just as bad as a squirrel walking through dry leaves. <laughs> Especially when you're hunting a persimmon tree. You just know it's not acorns dropping, it's persimmons, and you know it's a deer coming. And it was a raccoon. And he got up there, and he, you know, he stood up and looked up in the tree, like, longingly, like, I want a persimmon. And it's all I could do to keep from laughing. Like, nature, nature sometimes can be so funny. You know what that's like? What's that? Like me looking up for my good grades. I want my good grades. And you're my, getting them. You're grades. digging for them. You're digging for them. That's all. That's what digging matters. For digging for them like a but squirrel yeah. with an acorn. Yeah. But he uh, he looked up in that tree and he found him one and he kind of meandered off. Nature's funny. Nature is. is fun to be a part of. Yep. Uh, and you don't have to carry a gun. I mean, just get out mm-hmm. there and just. Go somewhere and, and and be there for sunrise. Yep. I mean, but sunset sunsets are underrated too, because then you see everything going back in that little hole. That's true. And up it is. It and is. Everything. But uh, ha- I don't know where we're going with that, but I, I don't. I don't. I know. have to toot my horn. Oh boy. Just a bit. Oh boy. Do you know? In the last elite stop at Chickamauga. Oh God. Last weekend. Do you know what my rank was on bass? Fantasy fishing. You know I don't mess around with this stuff. I didn't either, but this year is my first year, and I, I missed. I totally missed two. Two. I didn't have a roster for two events. So, who so was, I'm like in seventy something percentile on the overall. Who was on your roster for this tournament? Patrick Walters, mm-hmm. Buddy Gross, mm-hmm. who's from Chickamauga, mm-hmm. Pat Brandon Cobb, mm-hmm. Skylar Hamilton, mm-hmm. and Lee Livesey. So I've, I've I've done fairly well. I was in the I was in the like ninety four ninety five range up until I missed two tournaments. Now I'm like at seventy something. Really disheartening. But do you know what my tournament ranking was right here? Tell us. Four hundred and fifty eight. Wow. Folks, there are like thirty thousand people that do fantasy fishing. I, I'm sitting here going, I don't know. I, I, Patrick, I pick Patrick because he likes a tough tournament, mm-hmm. and he just I mean he can find a way to catch fish yeah. Yeah. in a mud puddle. You know, he's going to find a fish. Sooner or later, he's going to find one. And I knew these fall tournaments were going to be bad. Buddy, I picked him. Uh, Patrick finished 22nd, by the way. Uh, Buddy, I picked him because that's his home lake. Mm -hmm. He finished 36th. He didn't have a good tournament up to his standards. But, you know, hey, Brandon, Brandon's almost like Patrick. He can can find a way to catch fish. Mm -hmm. And Brandon led day one. Yep, I remember watching that live. So I got extra points for that one. (laughs) He finished 31st. Skylar Hamilton, who was just an... He was an outlying pick. I had a bucket, and I really didn't. And I was like, hey, you know, he finished 30th. Mm-hmm. And the jewel was Lee Livesey, yep. who won it. Yep. So 456th out of, I don't know, I don't know, 98.78 percentile. That'll never happen yeah. again, but you know, hey, <laughs> it was fun. I can say I know what I was doing. I see this, this whole thing is just so funny. Just watching you get into fantasy fishing. I know. I I don't know why I, I mean, did it. Normal people. I got goaded like, into it. That's what it was. By who? Who do you think? Neil. Neil. Yeah, Neil's to blame for a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but we love him. We love Neil. Yeah. So much. Better like Neil. We've got some. We've got some. A really cool thing that we are putting the final touches to. That's, uh, I don't know if we'll do, I don't know if we'll do, what? I don't know if we'll do a show next week with Neil and talk, talk about this. I'm sorry. Uh, Sophie just came through. Sophie had an oral hematoma on her ear. 
For those of you who don't know what happens, that's when a blood vessel bursts in their ear and the skin separates and you have this this knot of blood. So Sophie had surgery last Friday morning. <laughs> and uh, she drooled a lot during the night, Friday night at home after I got her from recovery. And, you know, but she has the cone of shame on. This is not an ordinary cone of shame. This thing is probably three feet in diameter. <laughs> it's huge. It's a little bigger than she It is, is huge. Um, Every time she tries it, to walk through a doorway. It's well, <laughs> yeah, she's done a number on the paint on the doorways in the house. And Tuesday night, she broke it coming up the stairs. She broke the hood. Or the cone, or whatever you want to call it, she broke it. So it is. We've been through several layers of duct tape now, keeping it back together. And but it's just like, hey, it's just like a bulldozer blade up there. I'm just going to run into whatever. And if it moves out of the way, okay. If it doesn't, I'll. It, it'll bend, and <laughs> it's a hoot, yeah, folks. Watch, uh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't make fun of my dog, but watch her go up and down the stairs. It's hilarious. If she doesn't get her head up coming up the stairs, it catches on every tread. Okay. Is that what I heard this morning? Yes, that's what you heard this morning. She's a hoot. Okay, anyway, well, we've wasted the first segment. Uh, Hopefully we get some more meaningful stuff in in the second segment. Y'all hang on. We'll be back with more Woods and Water on the other side. Tony Lewis, lead singer for the outfield, who died this week. Wow. 62. One of a kind voice. Listen to this for a minute. That was a good group. I, you know, the more, the more and more I delve into this music thing with you, mm-hmm. that music was... Some of the fun, more fun times of my life. Just like your music is to you right now. Well, I was going to say, that right there brings back some memories of you and me when we go down for the Put Up or Shut Up tournament in Charleston. And we would play a bunch of your songs. Oh, yeah. And that's what I grew up uh, to. And that right. brings back so many memories. Yep. So, and, and, you know, Eddie Van Halen a couple of weeks ago, now Tony Lewis, 62, the outfield. <laughs> Losing a bunch this year. Yep. 2020 just... It needs to be twenty twenty. It can't get in the rearview mirror fast enough. No, it really can't. It really can't. But for the good news, there is good news. We've got a bunch of good news today. Okay. Actually, we've got a bunch more news than I think we can cover. Yeah, we do. But we pretty much went through the first one. Before we jump okay. into the calendar yes. of events yes. really fast, I just have a quick announcement. Yes. For those of you that like Farm to Feet, we love their socks. Oh, they have some of the. I've got Incredible. a pair on right now. And I, we they love your Alaska. feet. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Perfect. But right now, you only have a couple more hours for this. It ends today, October 24th, the fall warehouse sale. Socks, 70% off. Up to 70% off, yeah. And these are good socks. These are, they're, I don't know what it is. It's the wool. You know, far in the store behind far in the feet is the, the sheep are raised here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. They're shearing, shorn here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And, they're made here in the U.S. I mean, they're all made here, right here. 
Andy Montgomery gave me my first pair. He, he was sponsored by Far and Defeat at the 2015 Classic. Okay. Far and Defeat was one of his sponsors on his boat, and he, he sent me by their booth, and they gave me like 40 pair of socks. And I, I spent the next two days giving away socks at the Classic. And they told me to keep some for myself. I had to get two pair. I still have those two pair, and I still wear them. Really? Yes. Green. Wow. And I went this uh, this summer. I bought a whole bunch more. Uh, Andy, I was up at Andy's the other day. He had on a pair. He still wears them. They are great socks, folks. I'm telling you, when you put them on your feet, it, it, you know, yeah, good socks. Yeah. Good socks. They, I mean, they, if they can stand up to Alaska. <laughs> they can stand up to being worn for like six days straight. <laughs> pretty much. By me in the uh, out in Colorado. Pretty good socks. <laughs> And not stink. That's the cool thing about merino wool. Mm-hmm. It's naturally antibacterial. In other words, it naturally fights bacteria that causes odor. So, and by the way, you know, I, I have a connection at first light. Mm-hmm. So I don't pay the retail that you see when you, it's sticker shock when you look at their clothes. I, I get it. I wouldn't normally buy it. But I do have a connection through Steve Ranella at First Light. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I get their stuff at a discount. And um, last year I tried out some of the, you know, they sent me some stuff. said, here, we just want you to try it out on us. And so I wore it. It was the, some of their Aerowool lightweight stuff for bow season. I actually wore it down into the upper 40s with some, with some base layer underneath it. And it was really good. This year I went ahead and got a lot more of it. And uh, it was, oh, what was it, 45 the other morning, 42. It was 42. One of the mornings I have been able to get deer hunting, it was 42. And I tell you, I had on their their lightweight pants, mm-hmm. just their, their nylon-reinforced hiking pants almost, with their lightweight, which I think is 150, merino wool long johns on. And then I had on a, a lightweight one of their merino wool t-shirts mm-hmm. and a 200 weight zip and i was in a north wind blowing full into the top of me at 5 to 10 <sighs> and i was not cold really yes had that cat had a neck gaiter one of their arrow wool neck gaiters on mm-hmm. and if there's one thing that i hate when i go deer hunting is to be cold yep. and the older i get the colder i get when i sit out there and i have been thoroughly i mean I'm, I'm pleased, but I've been amazed at how warm that stuff has been. Like I said, you know what the north wind is? It's cold and it's damp. Yep. You know. And if you're sitting in a tree stand or sitting anywhere hunting, you you yeah. try to avoid all the movement you can, and movement's the way you warm yourself up. That's right. So you can't move. So no hot pads yet. See, hot pads are hot pads are my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have six of them all at the time in the winter. <laughs> yes, I've seen you with those on. Many, many times. <laughs> uh, let's get to the calendar. Do it. Go ahead. Brought to you by Visit Anderson. Green, Green Pond. Pond Landing and Event Center. Very good. I was ready for that one. You're ready for that one. <laughs> Bull, Bull Island Alligator Walk. Fall exclusive. Walk among the alligators with a natural guide. This is from um, Coastal Expeditions. If you've been to Bulls Island and Cape Romaine National Wildlife Refuge, you know that it's an ever-changing dynamic island that is shaped by the tide, storms, and rising seas. In recent years, the levees along Jack's Creeks have been compromised by hurricanes and tropical storms, threatening to change the freshwater impoundments into saltwater ponds. 
Ducks Unlimited and Refuge Management came with a plan to protect Jack's Creek by creating a secondary dike that splits this large area essentially into two impoundments. Wildlife is thriving. Uh, so much so that part of the summer of this hiking trail has been closed off to protect the killed deer, black skimmers, nighthawks, least terns, and oyster catchers that have started to nest and rest here. Uh, they see great blue herons, green herons, terns, gulls, kingfishers, and alligators. So they're offering a special Bull Island alligator walk through this portion of the islands to see American alligators, birds, blooming wildflowers, and so much more this fall. Um, they start at observation tower. And uh, the views there are panoramic over Jack's Island, all the way Jack's Creek to the Atlantic Ocean, and walk down this final Jack's Creek to view alligators, and um, then you get some free time on the beach, and they'll either pick you up by boat at the north end of the island or walk back to the dock, depending on the tides that day. Um, it's a don't miss. So get a hold of, uh, and they're doing these off and on this fall. It's about a six-mile hike at a brisk pace. With one break for lunch. So what to bring? Small backpack, plenty of drinking water, lunch, sunblock, insect repellent, and binoculars. Binoculars, always important. You could say this tour is adventurous, birding, dolphins, and wildlife. Okay. Coastal Expeditions. I've got another one. Yes. Coastal Expeditions. This oh, is gosh. the St. Phillips Island Excursion. This so is St. Phillips Island, you know, was owned by Ted Turner. Yeah, we didn't we? Yeah, we, we talked about it. Just, we did. Yeah, we did. This is one I I really want to do. Okay. Um, this is a very unique opportunity to do, and the coastal expedition is coastal expedition. They do amazing at this stuff. Um, this is a five-hour exploration time of St. Phillips Island. You have three and a half hours to explore a beach that has endless wildlife, amazing views. I looked at some pictures of it. So, I mean, they have saltwater estuaries. Everywhere there. Um, you'll be on the island for about three and a half hours is the time, and then you're supposed to be back within five hours of you leaving. The trips begin at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Um, you'll be taken there by boat and bringing back by boat. Um, and you meet at the Pier Nature Center at the state park and it looks like you will be in the parking lot there and they will take you from there what to bring you need to bring lunch snacks water sunscreen insect repellent closed toe shoes are recommended if you're going to hike wear light colored clothing and medical supplies that you need okay lord forbid something happens yes uh it's 45 for adult and 25 for a child so and if you to go make reservations you need to go to coastalexpeditions.com for more information on that Speaking of, and I knew I had it in here, Ted Turner South Carolina Beach House opened to rent in spring of 2020. I had this printed out last past spring, but with everything, you know, but they are opening up, which is on St. Phillips Island. That's the only house there. I don't know if they, I don't know if they were able to rent this spring or anyway. When you said that, I had to dig through the stack of stuff and get it. Um, South Carolina State Parks has finished rehab work. And expecting a rental starting in early spring of 2020. Uh, the house is the centerpiece of the former family compound on St. Phillips Island across Port Royal Sound from Hilton Head Island. Four bedroom, four bath, wood panel Turner Beach house won't be cheap. Parish said the fees are currently getting worked out. Uh, it's more expensive hunting island, but less expensive than a stay at Kiowa Island. 
Let's see. So uh, they don't have they don't have the cost yet. I, I'm not going to look it up. Uh, St. Phillips is a 4,682-acre interior sea island, and the process of being washed into a barrier island as the seas push in. Um, viewed from the air, it looks like a series of long ribs. <laughs> mm, I did read that somewhere. No bridge, no electricity, and no water lines. Restrooms or portalettes. Travel on the island is across sand trails through jungle-like growth, and the house is a four-mile trek from the boat landing. Park staff plan to run a tram. <laughs> That'd be a good thing. Yep. Uh, Randy Edward Teddy Turner, one of Turner's five children, described the place as primitive. It's, it's prehistoric. It really is. Uh, in the summer, it's infested with horse flies, deer flies like you've never seen. Oh, we used to run from the house to the beach. You wouldn't walk around the woods much during the summertime, summertime, but what's a rattlesnake between friends? <laughs> but it has deer, alligators, gray and black fox squirrels, uh, tabby, oyster shell ruins, and among pines and hardwoods. In the woods are some of the largest trees to be found in South Carolina close, including a magnolia with the girth that two adults and a child would need to stretch arms to touch hands around. Wow. State bought the site in 2018 for a bargain of 4.9 million after it originally went on the market for 24 million. Whew. So they want to run it as a journey camping, a rental destination, a remote five-mile boat ride from Hunting Island State Park, and they plan to offer guided day trips, which is what you were talking mm-hmm. about. The habitat's intact and speaks to the climax stage of the maritime forest. The forest and trails are just stunning. So, okay, sorry to take up so much of your time. Mm-hmm. You got one more you can fit in real quick. Um. Yeah. You know, I got a. I got a quick one. You got a quick one. Okay. Yeah. I got a quick one. Lancaster County. Uh. Whoopsie. Hang on a second. Forgot to start the music again. Okay. <laughs> That's gonna run over. But okay. Uh. Lancaster County Conservation Banquet Ducks Unlimited Catawba Falls event October 29th in Lancaster is the Ducks Unlimited banquet. Single tickets 40, couple 70. Gold gun table is 1500. That's eight tickets, four entries in the sponsor only raffle. Uh, you can table sponsor for 900. Silver sponsor 600, bronze at 300. And I tell you, if you ever thought about uh, supporting a non-governmental, now's the time to do it. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll carry your stuff over into the next segment. Y'all, hang <laughs> on. Good. We'll be back with more Woods and Water, South Carolina. You have to let this one run just a little bit. We do? Yes, we do. Sure. We do. Iconic Van Halen. Oh, gosh. And here it comes. Okay. Welcome back to... Woods of Water, South Carolina, with a little Van Halen. See, I mentioned last week I was going to have a surprise, which was going to be my bumper music, because I have a playlist now that I can just go ahead and download. Yeah, well, let's see. But what are what you, you doing with your time yeah, these days? Okay, uh, <laughs> Go ahead. I'm going to out you on radio. No. Yes. <sighs> go ahead. Take a minute. 
long as you don't give me too hard of a time. Oh, I'm going to give you a hard time. <sighs> I <laughs> made, I made a decision being my junior year. I wanted to bring back to life my love of basketball. And y'all probably don't know, but I played basketball for about seven and a half years growing up. Absolutely loved it. Last time I played was my eighth grade year, and I figured it's my junior year. Our my school team um, was missing both of their positions that I have always played, and I did a private tryout. And lo and behold, <laughs> I made it. <laughs> and I don't have a hunting or fishing partner until February. I went hunting with you the other day. Yeah, and I'm going to get just my. Started this past I'm week. Go- no, no, it didn't. Yeah, it did. No, it didn't. It did. It didn't. Uh, so I I have made a schedule to where I can hopefully get all my stuff done on the weekends or on the, right. during the week, and then I will have the weekends right. to be going out and fulfilling sure. my outdoor conservation duties. Sure. I am not ditching anything. anybody Anybody need a a buddy to go do stuff ah. this winter? Oh, you are not you kicking might, me out. Any, I'm not kicking you. Out. I'm just I'm just dealing with the reality. <sighs> Uh, in, in your defense, you did enjoy it, and, and because of your knees and the surgery, you had to have that kind of messed your basketball schedule up. So, yeah, this is the last year you could play, and mm-hmm. I'm going to have to live with it. But I will be out there mm-hmm. getting pitchers in, going okay. fishing. Okay. I'm going to get a very nice deer this year. Okay. You just wait. You just right. wait. Okay. Mm-hmm. Enough of that, that. You have some more calendar event stuff you need to get to. I do. I have. This one is from the Pomona State Bassmasters. They have come out with two new events coming up. And they are very, 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 very worth it. This first one is November 7th. It's the Back the Red, White, and Blue Tournament, Lake Russell. And it is to support for our firefighters, paramedics, and police officers. Um, If you need more details... Do they have a website? There's no website listed. There's a on here. Facebook page for Palmetto State Bassmasters. That's where I was going to go to see if I could find any more. Go ahead. Okay. So you have to be a boater to sign up for this event. So, in other words, you have to have a boat because <laughs> you will not be, boats will not be provided. Then the next one is the Connie Maxwell Children's Homes for Home Toys for Tots. That's December 5th. That's, that's a little ways away, but start planning with, for this one. This is Lake Greenwood. And it's going to be at the state park. $50 entry fee plus a toy for ages 2 to 18. And it is a $1,000 guaranteed first prize. Yep. So. And they're still listing them. So they must, Are they? Yeah, they're still going out. The Connie Maxwell on December the 5th. And the uh, Red, White, and Blue Tournament on November 7th. Oh. Some fishing opportunities. Even though it's the middle of hunting season, fishing goes on. It does. Fall fishing. That's right. I'm excited, guys. <laughs> uh, be uh, just a note, seeing that it is deer season and it is the end of October, uh, which means deer on the move, and you need to keep an extra eye out. You know, that third eye you need to have, or somebody sitting in the passenger seat with both eyes looking out for you, <laughs> uh, because they're out and they're moving. Uh, it is the breeding season through middle of November, and you're likely to come in contact with you know, herds <laughs> uh, on or near roads. Uh, I've had a lot of people tell me this year there are a lot of deer dead on the roadways already. So, and that's just common this time of the year. 
deer car collisions is just what happens in the fall because they are moving. It is the breeding season. Um, those poor does are being chased all around by bucks. And uh, so just um, it, it, the Highway Patrol has a couple of little things. You know, always scan for deer on the sides of the road. Don't look directly. You just kind of want to use the outside of your eyes to look for them. Normally, you'll pick up the eyes looking back at you or the shape. Um, and the, kind of the cool thing about roadways is you can look for the whole deer. Mm-hmm. In the woods, you never look for a whole deer. You look for, like, a back leg or, you know, an ear that twitched or something and it, because there's a lot of interference in the woods. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say you look for horizontal lines. Because the only vertical the vertical lines are all the trees, the horizontal lines something out of the ordinary. So you can look for the whole thing. Uh, you'll see the eyes. If you see one across the road, um, there's probably more with it. So what they ask you to do when deer are sighted well ahead of the vehicle, sound the horn several times, flick the headlights if no oncoming traffic is present, and reduce the vehicle speed. So don't flick the headlights if there's a lot of oncoming traffic. But the, that last one's the biggest thing. Just take your foot off the gas. You don't know what they're going to do. Uh, if deer are sighted only a short distance in front of the vehicle, also use the horn and flick the lights. Uh, motors should understand that deer crossing signs mark a stretch of road where deer have been hit previously. Uh, however, these signs do not mark specific trails that deer use. In other words, you're not going to get to the sign and there the deer crossing. They cross all over. <laughs> there have been some instances in the past where people have said, well, they don't, they weren't at the sign, so there I wasn't was looking a, for them. There was a woman that tried to sue. She called in the radio yeah. station one time, yeah. <laughs> Uh, rural or secondary roads are the the worst because, there again, they don't have the fences or guardrails that highways do. Um, one big thing is don't, you know, if, if one jumps in the road in front of you, don't jerk the wheel trying to avoid them. You know, that's when most serious accidents happen because people lose control of the vehicles in an effort to avoid the deer. And they run off the side of the road, they hit a tree, they overcorrect and back in. And um, if you're in a crash with a deer, call the South Carolina Patrol, our local law enforcement, and, uh, of course, your insurance company. If uh, if you'd like, you may keep the deer for consumption. There you go. Mm-hmm. So just beware. Uh, the other night I had to had to drive from uh, Lawrence to Chester, and I went through Whitmire. And I didn't see one until I almost got to Leeds. And I saw him 300 yards away. Is a nice buck standing on the left-hand side of the road. Took my gas, foot off the gas, just kind of coasting through the Sumter National Forest there. Uh, and I get closer and I get closer. He's just standing there looking at him. Standing there. And 75 yards before I get with him, he turns and looks across the road and decides he's going to cross. So I didn't miss him by a whole lot, even if I was only going like 30 miles an hour. So just beware. They're, uh, they're unpredictable. They're indecisive, too. They're very <laughs> indecisive and unpredictable. So uh, just just beware, just beware. You got, um, but your I, thing is going to take longer. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm going to save this till the next segment because this is something we need to spend some time on. So what do we have? Three minutes. You want to get started on it? I can. I can. Or I can would you like for me to? I can waste three minutes on the BFLs. Can you? Okay, because I want to. I really want to. This, this is this is, is important. Thing. This okay. is my thing. All right. Yes. Now, Major League Fishing announcing and, and you. Understand that Major League Fishing absorbed FLW. Yes. So we have one organization now, Major League Fishing. Uh, they released this week their 2021 Phoenix Bass Fishing League, the BFLs, uh, presented by TH Marine, and uh, they have entry dates, advanced opportunities. All okay. So um, 
shot at winning uh, top motor awards of 120,000 and 235,000 respectively. Each tournament, uh, the motor gets 13 grand, the winner, and top co-angler gets three. Let's see. I was looking. I didn't really proof this too much. Um, anyway, you can you can. I was just going to say that the, uh, and I didn't never realize there were so many divisions. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 20. There are 24 divisions in this thing. And uh, we're in the South Carolina Division, and and we also run the Savannah River Division. Those are the two that are that are here. So the Savannah River, uh, February 6th on Kiwi, April the 17th on Clarks Hill, May 18th on Hartwell, June 12th on Clarks Hill, uh, seven, September 11th through 12th on Hartwell again. And then the South Carolina Division, Murray, on February 13th, March 27th, Santee Cooper. May 1st is on Hartwell. June 19th is Clarks Hill. And um, September 25th through 26th is on Murray again. What segment is this? Is this third? Yes. Okay, so I need to push that button. You're, you're, I'm losing it on this yeah. thing. Uh, the regional championships... Um, one of them will be on Murray, October 14th through 16th. That's the North Carolina Savannah River Shenandoah and Volunteer uh, will be right here in Murray. And then the wild card number 5th and 6th, though. Get you some out there and uh, go fishing because, like I said, fishing always happens. And it's fall fishing, too. Water's turned over, though. It, on yeah. most lakes, it should be a lot better than what you watched on some of this fall fishing. So hang on. <laughs> we'll be back with Taylor in the last segment. We'll come back. <laughs> Stop lifting. I like that country music you listen to where the wife leaves, oh. she takes the dog and his truck with him. <laughs> I mean, country music is depressing. No, not yeah, all is. of it. You know what the reverse of a country music song is? What's that? Wife comes back and brings the dog and truck back to him. Oh. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. 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 Yes. No. Yes. Okay. You, See, so you, need, you need more education on... I need to be more educated. Yes, you do. What's that? Fishing is, is school is important, but fishing is more importanter. <laughs> you didn't send that to me. Where did you see that at? Uh, somewhere. Fishing school is important, important. but fishing is more importanter. That's the kind of bad perfect. I would say. Perfect. It's perfect. I understand totally what they're saying. I do. <laughs> Sophie, quit beating the back of the chair up. No, go lay down. Yeah, uh, sorry. We, we're Discipline having, issues here. This is what happens when we do a go show from home. Yes, she just wants to be near us. She does. And she, right now she is beating the paint off the chair. <laughs> okay. 
Everybody just sit back and and uh, <clears throat> and hold on to your hats because Taylor's on a roll with this, this last is, one. This is going to be good, y'all. This is, yeah. Find you some popcorn. This is, yeah. Yep. We're going to take up every last second of this segment. Okay. So, as y'all may know, I have been into the outdoors ever since I was four years old, three years old. However long it was when you kicked me. I think I took you first time when you were four. Was that it? Yeah, it's probably one of those days I came home and your mom goes, She's going take to her. <laughs> no, this is before you started school. Oh, I just okay. walked in the back door and she said, take her. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, I'm... I'm the only place I had to take you was a deer stand or maybe the boat. I don't know. So anyway, yes. And you spent a lot of time with me because your mom was like, you've got to go, t- you got to get her out of this house. But we, we did a very good job. We have done a very good job together. <laughs> we don't kill each other. Go back to your story. <laughs> anyway, but one of my really big things growing up in the outdoors and now with the radio show, working with Shimano, and hopefully getting more into the hunting side of things <clears throat> with First Light or whatever, wherever this thing takes me, I have noticed a lot of not-so-good change, and that is where women in the outdoors are just posters or reps for companies, but they do not have the heart and soul of a true outdoors person, and I feel like as as a little girl growing up, I would see these, these, these ladies on Back then, I didn't have Instagram, so I had Pinterest. <laughs> and yeah, but this is this is a lot of Facebook and Instagram. But in the past five to ten years. Yeah, but growing up, it was for me. It was Pinterest, and I would see all these girls, and I was like, I'm not pretty enough to be like that when I'm out in the woods or when I'm out working or fishing or something. And so I decided, you know what? I'm not even going to try. And that was when I went through my I wore camouflage everywhere. Everywhere, camouflage and jeans and boots, because I was not up to the standard of what I was seeing. And you argued with us when we told you I did. you don't wear camouflage to everything. And now I do know, because, thanks to you, Shockey, I had a role model. When, when was that that you told me about, Eva? Twelve. Twelve. You were twelve. Twelve. So from the time I was twelve, I really knew what a true outdoors woman was. And I feel like that has become... A very rare case. So here we have it's time we kill these five topics about sportswomen. And all of you women out there that are in the outdoors in our this community we have are all very much aware of this. But it's time to make other people aware of it. Let me go back. Let me just those examples are very rare in that you don't see a lot of them, you know, headlined. Right. There are plenty of women role model, role models, women who are role models out there. They're just not given the, the headlines and attention that the poster girls are up there. The the short shorts, yes. the boots, and the holding the bow upside down. Yeah. Um, this is a question I feel like a lot of us have always experienced. Do you actually hunt and fish? And I know for me, working with the fishing companies and everything. I want to make sure I'm known as not just a pretty face that you see working a booth or pictures of. I I have grown up hunting and fishing. In this case, I grew up fishing, and I know how to do my job. 
and I'm not just meant to be there to look good. And yeah, the companies you work for have made that very clear. Exactly, and that that is, I'm different than all the other girls they've seen, and I'm proud of it, no matter what everybody thinks. But one of the quotes in here that I pulled from this section was, no one hunts and fishes just for attention. That is so true, and I want all the guys that have ever asked a girl that question, that's what they need to know. The second part, shrink it and pink it. So <laughs> I, <laughs> not a big fan of pink, but I, I can get used to it because it is, it is a girl's color, and we have claimed a color. And that is on our cam- the inside of our camo jackets, inside of our camo shirts. It's our color. We have a trademark. I have not been a straight pink kind of person. At but all. it has become something I'm proud of, thanks to Trait Zaldane. She has really brought that out. But not a girl that likes pink can't like blue or green or red or shades of brown. But that kind of woman is a woman that can wear red lipstick and sequins one day and a camo hat and boots the next. And that's the kind of girl that that we need to be. We cannot be fake all the time. And be comfortable with no makeup on. Exactly, and that's the next one is, you know, some girls decide to wear makeup to the woods because it's, it's a comfort thing for us, and especially for me, if I'm taking pictures, I want to have someone, but you don't have to go full face of makeup to impress people. Be yourself because you're not, you're out there to do your job and do what you know and love, and I think that's one of the most important things. Then, <laughs> this is the last one. <laughs> this is the Huntress versus hunter issue that plenty of us have experienced. According to the dictionary, (laughs) huntress is a woman who hunts. But these days it has become a woman who glams up to hunt to get attention. And this goes to social media all the way back again is the hashtag huntress or something like that. And it drives me up a wall because, yes, we are Huntresses, we are women that hunt, but we're not the blonde hair, curled hair, diamond studs, lashes, everything. We're not that kind of huntress. Do you get what I'm saying, Dad? Oh, yeah, I get it. Because you see it, and I see it on Instagram all the time, and it discourages me a lot because it's showing the future generation that we're bringing up. It's showing the girls in this generation that, I well, I can't do this because I don't look like that. When I go out with my dad or my mom, I don't look like that. So what What am I? <laughs> you wouldn't go out with me looking like <laughs> that to begin with, especially on the fishing side. Well, yeah. Which and, is where I have the most problem with it at. And I've learned that's okay. And I'm yeah. comfortable with it because it's me. And that's one thing that is one of the final thoughts of this article. If you don't, who will? This is where we really need to take time to reflect on how we are ourselves, no matter if you really are the heart and soul type of outdoorsman, outdoors woman, you cannot try so hard. Be yourself because even you just posting for your 300 something followers, you don't have to be an influencer, but whatever little girl that comes across that page, whether it be, I don't know, a niece or a cousin or something, you are setting an example and they are going to be looking at you. And you want them to see you and not somebody you're trying to be. And it all starts with you. It's it's what you have to do for the future generations, what you owe. 
And you want to make your parents proud. Because I want to make you proud because you have always kicked me in the butt and said, be yourself. And it, it, it doesn't always just apply to the outdoors. It applies to everyday life. But it's what people are seeing. And you don't want to put on a fake face for it. And if y'all, <laughs> if y'all want to hear me talk more about it, oh I can find a lot more of these articles. But it is a very important thing to just be so careful that you're not putting yourself down because you do not look like a perfect person when you walk in that wood, into those woods or get on that boat. Deer don't care what you look like. No. Ducks don't care what you look like. And true. Bass don't care what you look like either. And true people that will see for here are, they won't care either. You would have to prove yourself. But remember, it all starts with you. It can take one person to change a lot of people. So. That's what happens when you give an open mic to a 16-year-old. <laughs> Did you go over that yet? No, not yet, but I don't have time for that. You do. you got a minute. It's a little longer than a minute. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Like I said, if, if I couldn't, I couldn't take that article and do that. Well, because you're a guy. Well, obviously. <laughs> but that is something I'm very passionate about. Always have been. So if you ever want me to hear, if you ever want to hear me rant any more about it, I am so free for that. Just saying. <laughs> my, my my first thought goes back to iCast. And we're at the AFCO booth talking with all the guys at AFCO, Matt and Matt and Matt and everybody else. <laughs> Matt. And uh the uh the Pelagic booth is right across the aisle. <laughs> I wish I'd had a camera on Taylor to see the steam coming out of her ears. But uh it's a problem. It is. It's that the example that they're held up to young girls is is unattainable for most and um and un unwarranted. And it it does. It discouraged you at first. It did. Until we pointed you to Eva Shockey and some others. And it takes the love out of what you you're yeah, because, really trying to do. Because you become more concerned about living up to that than what you're Being out there a good doing conservationist to, and, and enjoying what you're doing. Exactly. Being a good hunter and fisherman. Exactly. Okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> well, that's it for another week. Hope you all enjoyed it. Hope you tune in again next week. We'll get always, a lot more done next that's week. That's right. <laughs> As always, take the back road you can where, that's, uh, where South Carolina comes alive. Oh, I got it backwards. Make time to get out there. <laughs> Take the back roads when you can. And don't forget the camera. <laughs> we might be back next week. Who knows? Thanks for listening.